Hello, beautiful souls and limitless beings. Welcome to the Shamanic Soul Sisters with your host, Maria Jingris and Samantha Shea, where the discussions are multidimensional, courageously imperfect, and dynamically empowered with wisdom, compassion, humor, healing, and love. Now, here are Maria and Samantha. Welcome, limitless beings. My name is Maria Jingris. And I'm Samantha Shea, and we are the Shamanic Soul Sisters from Branches of Vibrational Healing. Thank you all so much for joining our podcast. This is our first one. Uh, We'll be sharing a lot of information over the next 11 weeks about our spiritual awakenings, our individual healing journeys, our experiences as nurses in and now outside of the system, and also our perspectives of humanity's evolution and consciousness. Yes, and we'll be discussing the tools we've used in our own life and experiences, as well as different uh, modalities from being shamans and growing up in the system and now out as being now psychic mediums, health and wellness coaches. And our goal is really to just spread awareness of the quote unquote matrix, as well as provide guidance on your individual journeys to self-empowerment and to remembering truly who you are and to loving yourself. Yes. And we love getting deep in our conversations. So you're going to get real raw chats from the two of us. And we are pumped to share our voices because we have a lot to say about what's going on in the external world as well as how we navigate um, our daily internal realities because it's truly a beautiful shit show this (laughs) ride of human evolution (laughs) yes it is a shit show um and we do swear in this show but it's all from love (laughs) and um so we're gonna really just start off this first episode of introducing who we are what we do and how branches of vibrational healing came to light um, so to get started, I'm just going to introduce a little bit about my journey. And I've along my journey, I've truly learned that we are limitless beings. We are all born into this world with eyes bright, wide open, ready to explore and learn. And then as we age, you know, thoughts and how we bring ourselves into the world really becomes more conditioned and we're less in that innocent path. So throughout my entire life, I've had this feeling of not fitting in, um, in many ways. And it wasn't until me becoming an oncology nurse where I learned why I didn't feel like I fit in. And I um, truly believe along the way of life that we limit ourselves by what happens around us, the people in our lives. And we don't allow ourselves enough credit and celebration and joy in. So with my journey, I started off, I was actually in school for design and fashion and realized that wasn't fulfilling me. It didn't bring me joy, didn't bring me happiness. I just went to school to go to school. And I always wanted to be an oncology nurse, but didn't think I was smart enough. And then one day I said, F that. I am, and I went back to school. I loved being an oncology nurse. Um, I worked in Boston and on a beautiful floor with wonderful people. And within my first year, I was realizing I was taking care of all people that were dying. I would have patients coming down the hallway and I would already see their, their illness and their disease and I didn't understand why. It was just this internal knowing that you know, there was a timeline on their life, even though they come in and they're, they're smiling that they have all this hope. It was just this internal knowing. And if you are a person that just knows, it's very, very hard to explain that because it's a heart vibration. It's not something that you can actually like prove to people. It's not tangible. And that's one of the hardest things of growing up where I felt like I didn't fit in because I just knew things. So Going into my oncology background, I was going into patients' rooms and really trying to have them all feel comfortable and to laugh and to know that they're not their disease. And over time, by me continuously trying to make people happy, it was 
making me unhappy because I was pushing aside all of my feelings, going from room to room, you know, three to seven patients at a time, and each one with very tragic news. Um, and it came to a point where I was like, all right, there needs to be more in life. I need to do more. So I'm going to go and get my master's degree in clinical education because I want to be able to teach other nurses about compassion fatigue, about confidence, about communication. When in reality, I was learning how to teach that to myself (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't know that. So within that, while I was taking my master's, I was getting physically ill. I was really like drowning myself and I wasn't eating because you're, you're going from patient to patient. Um, I was really becoming fatigued and ill and depressed. I was having patients when they were physically leaving um, this earth plane, they would pass through me and I would feel them pass through me. I would have dreams of the patients before I knew that they were my patients. I would be having all these interactions with them. I was seeing people walk around in the hallways that weren't there. And it was like a total mind fuck. And my heart was literally basically breaking. Um, And it was really, it was probably one of my lowest points in my life, even though I was loving what I was doing. So that's ironic, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I would sit outside underneath the stars one night and I, I was just like asking the world, like, what is living? What is this reality that I'm living in? It can't just be we're born with this innocence and this joy. And then we go to school and then we go to work and then we we get sick and we die. Like this can't be life. I'm literally only been a nurse for probably, I think, three and a half years at that time where I was questioning this reality, even though I was loving what I was doing. I my body was breaking. My heart was breaking. I was drinking. I was really just not happy. And so I'm sitting there in the stars, just talking to whoever was listening, even though there was no one physically there. But I was trusting that there had to be more to life than what I was feeling and what I was seeing. And that's when I heard energy. And I didn't know what the heck that meant. Because I was like, well, like energy, like you turn the light on and you shut the light off. And the next day I got an email saying um, energy certification for Reiki. So I was like, screw it. I'll take it. And I felt like it was a sign. Um, And I I followed it. And then I saw this medium who really rocked my world (laughs) in the session, (laughs) kind of like what me and Maria do to people now. Um, (laughs) Not to toot our horn, but to toot our horn, because with this medium, she told me all of these things about myself that I couldn't believe. I didn't even know what she was saying the potentials she was bringing in for me didn't make sense to me because of where I was in that state of mind. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I took all of the tools that she gave me in that one session and I went and I looked up each thing. I researched, I took classes, I put myself out there because my body inside was sick. My mind was, I was sad and that's not who I am. And I was determined to remember who I was. And I was determined to understand more about illness and life and cancer um, than what I learned in school, in nursing school, and what was being ingrained (laughs) with the healthcare system, right? And I took medium classes, energy classes, um, all all of these classes. I read thousands of books, more books than I've ever read. My world cracked open and it was the most saving grace ever by trusting in being curious, honestly. And I um, took a shamanic apprenticeship course that rocked my world even more because we did these journeys. And in these journeys, I was shown these potentials that that medium told me about. And I didn't question how I got there. I just knew that it was a potential. And if I can support all of these people passing and be there for them, I can do this for me. Like there's a reason for why I was that quote unquote angel of death as the nurses would call me on the floor. Um, 
There's a reason why I was able to provide comfort to those passing and their families. There was a reason why either a Bible was used to as a weapon thrown across the room or to pray. There's reasons for everything. And so when I saw branches of vibrational healing in one of my shamanic journeys, I was like, mm-hmm. This is, this is a good reason to live. Like, this is it. And I also was shown that I'd be working with a woman with black hair. And I was also told that, which will be Maria, who will share her journey in a moment. So, woohoo, we found each other. <laughs> um, again. <laughs> yep, again, in this life. And it was really, like, really humbling to see a great potential and to know that there was more to life than being born and dying. Because death is inevitable, right? But it's the process of experiencing life before the death. So you're not afraid of death. That is so, so important. And um, I didn't realize that with all of these classes I was taking and actually becoming, like relieving all the illnesses in my body just by intuitively listening to my body and researching different things, because I realized a lot of the things in the healthcare weren't working for people because we're not one size fits all. I was like, I'm going to connect to me and feel out what's best for me. And I realized I can no longer be in the healthcare field with what I'm knowing there's more in the world for me to support people with. Right. So I was asking spirit, I'm like, show me or reveal to me a class I can take, something I can do to merge together everything I've been learning so I can help people more than just in the hospital. And um, Mastin Kip, who's a trauma-informed coach, dropped right into my awareness, just like everything else we ask for. It drops into our awareness. We just have to be ready to receive it. I, It was $10,000. And I um, invested in it because it was trauma coaching and it spoke to me. And it was during a time of the pandemic when the jabs were um, becoming mandatory. And the jab did not resonate with me at all, with my body, with my spirit, with what was going on in the healthcare fields. Um, it was like, it was like everything you learn in nursing school just kind of went out the window to some people and that's okay. But with me, it didn't resonate. So I knew that there's something more I need to do. So now I'm asking the universe again. Okay, everything I've been learning, now what do I do with it? And with the trauma coaching, I went full-blown six months of intense shadow work, even more so. But it helped me release my money fears. It helped me release that the thought that I'm not worthy. It helped me release and understand who I am. And I have full body chills as I say this. Um, and I then was fired for not getting the job, even though I put in a religious exemption. I realized, all right, this is what the universe has been preparing me for. And this is why a couple of years ago, I had to sit outside and cry and drink underneath the stars because I was at quote unquote rock bottom. This is why I've been taking all these classes because I am ready to bring in branches of vibrational healing in its full capacity. And I have met the girl with black hair that's going to do it with me. So with that, let's bring in Maria to tell you a little bit about her journey to self-remembrance. Boom. Thank you, soul <laughs> sister, Sam. Um, yes. So I met Sam in 2019. We were taking classes with the same um, mediumship teacher and she held a meditation for all of her students. Um, so I met Sam at this meditation. And it's kind of funny, our little story, because old me was very, very introverted. Um, introverted in the sense of if I don't know you, I'm not going to approach you. I'm not going to, you know, I kind of wanted to be somebody just like that hid in the corner. Don't see me. Don't look at me. All, all surrounding my my feelings of lack of self-worth as well, as Sam mentioned. Um, but she and I were sitting near each other in the meditation and um, we had a very similar experience in the meditation because we shared our journeys at the end. 
And so I went up to her at the very end of it, like very abruptly kind of in her face and was like, you're a nurse. And she was like, uh, yeah, you are too. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I was like all excited um, to, to, to meet her. And for me, I had had a lot of um, difficulty with female relationships a, a lot of my life. Um, and I've since recognized that it was really my own insecurities kind of being mirrored back at me in these different relationships I had created with females over the years. So for me to even go up to this cute little, this cute little blonde and like be all up in her face was very much like out of my comfort zone, but that's how I know it was my higher self kind of just pushing me like, go explore this connection. Cause you know, you two are connected. Um, so we right after that meditation started connecting, um, texting each other, messaging each other like all the time. And we went to a class together where we did flower readings. And ironically, we both brought in a similar um, flower in the sense that it had a short stem and our our teacher called us out on it. She was like, didn't you guys notice you both brought in, you know, short stemmed flowers because you both sell yourself short. And boy, was she right. Yeah, so thank you, Debbie, <laughs> for bringing that to my awareness, our awareness. Um, so from there, our connection just really deepened. I remember even saying to her maybe like six months into our relationship, I was like, dude, I don't even know anything about you like surface level. Like I didn't really know where she lived. I didn't know if she had a boyfriend, like all those sort of surface level conversations you have with people when you first meet them. But yet the conversations we were, have, were having were so much deeper than that. We were talking about energy. We were talking about our own experiences as nurses. We were, we were we, like, we just started talking very deeply, like right from the get-go. And so that was a connection that I had really been looking for my whole life, um, especially in a female. And it was just like instantaneous with Sam. Um, and you know, we've lived many lives together, so it makes sense. Um, so she, Sam was really a good guide for me too, cause she had started taking classes, um, a little bit before I had. So she was introduced to the shamanic apprenticeship, which I took right after she did. I was introduced to shadow work, which you will hear us talk about a lot, um, in our podcasts, cause it's basically what we do all the time, this inner work to be able to show up for our clients in a very empowering way. Um, we have become probably more human than ever being tapped into spirit, right? Because there's like this misconception, I think, in spiritual communities that when you're spiritual, like everything's all love and light. And yes, everything's all love and light, but we don't even understand what love and light is because we've been very manipulated since birth pretty much by the system. And we've been taught, you know, fear and we fear has been masked as love. So as I started having my awakenings and questioning life, similar to Sam, um, I really started to recognize that I had been living my life in fear my whole life. And on some level, I was conscious about that. I was you know, I've never been a thrill seeker um, kind of person. So I did know I was fearful, but it wasn't until I really started learning energy and doing this energy work about, about the energy of fear and how it is a very crafty energy that's been really used on humanity to make us think that we are um, behaving and acting and reacting out of love when oftentimes it's fear-based. And until we can see our own shadow, our own fears, our limiting beliefs, our traumas, we'll never, we'll never recognize that we're still operating from sort of an unconscious fear. So for me, my awakening really started because um, my body started breaking on me. Um, a few years into being a nurse, I was starting to get like significant joint pain. And I was only in, I was in my late twenties when this started happening. And it seemed like my symptoms, once they sort of creeped up, it was like, they were rapidly manifesting. I would get skin anomalies. I constantly had migraines. I was always getting infections. And even as a kid, I was sick a lot. Um, but it was just kind of my story. Right. And I adopted it as my story. I'm always, I'm always sick. Right. And so 
here I am now a nurse taking care of sick people and I was becoming sicker and sicker. And so I knew something was not right. And thankfully being a provider in the system, but also being a heavy consumer, I was really shown both perspectives of how broken the system is. But to be honest, it's not even broken. It's rigged. It's it's legitimately rigged to be that way because if we're taught to depend on a system that is actually creating most of our diseases, then we are reliant on them, right? So I hate to say it, but healthcare is one of the biggest businesses we have going. And you know, the majority of us go into healthcare because we are compassionate, loving beings. We want to serve humanity, right? Our intentions to go into these roles is coming from a loving place, but we're very unaware of how the system uses us for that. And so I started to really recognize, you know, I was put on every medication under the sun because I was being diagnosed with all sorts of autoimmune disorders, starting with rheumatoid arthritis to lupus, to MS, to fibromyalgia, like you name it. I was sent to this specialist, that specialist. And it's like, it seemed the more doctors I went to see, the less answers I had. And um, I also got to really just see how patients are kind of just shuttled through the system like cattle. Like I literally remember sitting at, so I was sitting at a very well-known hospital, we'll say in Boston. And literally just watching all of these sick patients and it it didn't matter the age, it was all different ages. And we were all there to see, you know, autoimmune specialists. And it really just started to wake me up. I could see how broken everyone was. And it really started to give me some insight too on how I'm sure most of my patients felt their whole lives. Um, when we're labeled with a disease, it's very disempowering um, because we are kind of conditioned to attach ourselves to that label and then we become it. And so for me, I had really become all of the diseases they were telling me I had. Um, the medications they were putting me on were some pretty hefty meds. A lot of them were chemotherapies. And unfortunately, they were not doing anything to help the symptoms I had. They were causing further issues for me. Um, so it really started to just become very disheartening and my ability to be a hands-on nurse was becoming increasingly difficult because I physically couldn't do the work anymore. I had days where I had trouble getting dressed and I was in my late twenties, right? So this is not how I wanted to live my life. And I really started questioning life similar as how Sam was saying earlier, um, questioning, you know, what did I do to deserve this, right? You immediately go into a victimized mindset because that's just what we do. And it just, it really started to um, bring me to my rock bottom. And in 2018, I lost my dog who I had had for 13 years. And I would say that was kind of the beginning of my quote unquote spiritual awakening. Um, I've always been a highly sensitive individual. So I didn't, you know, I didn't realize, well, let's put it this way. I didn't understand energy the way I do now. Um, so being highly sensitive since being a kid, I was absorbing a lot of energies around me and not knowing how to process it, nor knowing how to process my own emotions. Cause I've also been a highly emotional person my whole life. Um, and in 2018, when I lost my dog, I, really tried connecting with his spirit. Um, and I was getting a lot of signs from him. So I knew obviously that there was something more than this. And um, prior to that, my husband and I had gotten into like ghost hunting for several years. And I used to have some pretty powerful, potent experiences when we would do that um, because I was pretty open to spirit, but I didn't understand that at the time. Um so 2019 was when I started taking my psychic development classes. That's when I met Sam. And then I segued into the shamanic apprenticeship as well. And that's when I really started learning the shadow work and the inner work and realizing how much work I had to do on myself to start feeling healthier and happier. And then I was proving to myself that it was working um, over time. You know, it didn't happen overnight, but my symptoms were like gone and it was I was starting to become very aware of how toxic 
my thoughts and my emotions were. Um, and that they were playing a big role on the physical symptoms my body had manifested. Um, and this is why I say like, we are not taught energy. Um, and we're certainly not taught it in nursing school, medical school. And energy is literally what drives everything on this physical plane, right? It drives, it creates everything that we can touch, taste, hear, smell. But if we don't see it, right? We don't think that it's real, but mm -hmm. thoughts and emotions are very real. And they are the most, um, I don't know, powerful energies, I think that create this physical reality. And so once I started to become aware of how like toxic I was feeling and thinking, because I was also really good at um, lying to myself that I was accepting of my diseases that, you know, oh, there's a silver lining. And I do believe everything has a silver lining, but my belief in that now is what I would say authentic versus then I was trying to convince myself of these things. I really falsely was accepting these diseases and thinking that, you know, on some level I had asked for it. And then it was like, I really started to wake up and realize a lot of it was being created by my own thoughts, my own emotions that were being suppressed and also being in settings with really sick people and absorbing that energy constantly. And kind of like Sam was saying here, I was a nurse doing like my dream jobs. Um, my background is geriatrics and hospice um, when I was a hands-on nurse. So here I was doing like, quote unquote, my dream jobs, but yet felt so disconnected and felt so sick and also kind of felt at one point, like a phony, because here I am taking care of people and I literally couldn't even take care of myself. So that is when I got guidance to step out of being a hands-on nurse. And I started um, doing work from home jobs for insurance companies, which, you know, paid the bills pretty nicely, but it was not fulfilling, <laughs> not fulfilling. And I can look back now, though, and, and understand that it also played its role because I got to see the financial aspect of the healthcare system, which only further validated my belief in it being a huge business. And so as I was working on myself, taking my classes, um, because, you know, when Sam and I were taking our classes, it wasn't like we're just going and, and learning how to be a medium, right? Like the classes that we were taking and just like her trauma coaching she did, it was all about teaching us about learning our own energy and discernment of love and fear and facing our fears. Um, and so while I was doing that, I was starting to feel almost like sick doing my job that I was doing at the time. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, it was a work from home job, made really good money, um, worked for a great company. The company itself was a great organization to work for. Um, but I just, each day I'd get up to do it. I just felt sick because I knew it wasn't resonating with me anymore. So I did leave my job in June of 2021 with full faith and trust in our business that Sam had already started um, probably a year and a half prior to that. And Spirit was like, you know, you know what you're here to do. And right now you're, you're still, you're holding on to a job because you're afraid to give up the money essentially, right? It was all fear-based and it's around money. And that's how most of us live. That's how we've been programmed to live. So it took a huge leap of faith for me to really be like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to do this job anymore because it, it's not part of my path. And I also knew I was giving out sort of mixed signals to the universe by staying in it. Um, because in one breath, I really, I really believed in what Sam and I were going to do with branches, but there was still that nagging fear of like, but you're not going to get clients right away. Like it's going to take time and blah, blah, blah. Like, do you really trust it? But I knew by giving out that sort of mixed signal, I wasn't going to receive everything that I'm here to receive too. So mm -hmm. left my job June 30th of 2021. And it was literally the best thing I could have done. Um, do I have as much in my bank account? Dear God, no. But <laughs> I have so much more love and zest for life. Um, I am the healthiest and happiest I've ever been. And I am trusting. I just know that this is going to be 
what it's meant to be for us, for our highest and best, because when we're serving ourselves first, and this is not in a selfish way, but it's, it's showing ourselves love, right? We, we trickle that energy out to everyone. So by serving self in a non-selfish way, we are serving humanity because we are humanity, right? And we've been so programmed to be the savior to everybody else, but yet we're draining ourselves in the process. So I've learned so much about setting healthy boundaries because I am a sensitive being. I am highly in tune to energies. And now I'm aware of that even more than ever. So it's it's important for me to, uh, quote unquote, protect my own energy field, right? But it's not in a fear-based way. It's in an awareness. It's being aware that literally everything's energy. Every interaction I have with something in my external is an energetic exchange. So that that comes down to what I watch, what I listen to, what I read, um, the people I meet. It's all energy being transferred, right? So it's just really being aware of what energies do I want in my life, which ones don't serve my highest and best. And yeah, that's pretty much how my, my awakening happened. Um, I can proudly say that I came off all of my medications or stopped taking all my medications probably now it's been over three years um, because once I, I remember being at my very last like rheumatoid arthritis rheumatology doctor appointment or whatever and you know every every single doctor I saw would eventually say the same thing to me like we don't really know what you have because like my labs would change all the time it was crazy so it was just like, they, why am I even going to these people? Like they, they're not telling me anything that's of help, right? So I need to start just listening to my own intuition, my own inner guidance. I need to listen to my own body. Um, and so I, I came off all of my meds quite a few years ago. I refuse to take anything pharmaceutical now, um, including the jab. <laughs> so that's why, you know, Sam and I have strong perspectives about that, but it's because of what we've been shown by spirit too, right? Like, have we done our external research? Yes, but we've also done our internal research and gotten strong guidance about why that was created, why why COVID was created. And it was created to, to instill fear, right? And, and control. And I thankfully woke up, really woke up the year prior to COVID. So when COVID happened, it's like, I even remember sitting on my porch back in Massachusetts and going, oh, this is a spiritual awakening for everybody. Like, I know what this is. This is supposed to like wake everybody up, right? And a lot of people did wake up. A lot of people are still waking up as a result of COVID and of the vaccine. Um, and then there's a lot of us that still have no awareness to what the F is going on, which is fine. We're all in our different our different stages, but really like Sam and Sam and my mission is to spread that awareness from a non-fear-based way, right? There's there's a way to still spread awareness of quote unquote the darkness out there, the darkness that we have inside of us without ingraining fear, because that's what we're trying to step out of in this new, you know, you hear new earth, new world, new reality, right? We're, we are trying to step out of these fear-based paradigms, but in order to do so, we have to face the fears first, right? And that's one of the hardest things of this journey is facing your internal fears, your diseases, your traumas, your pains. But it's also the most empowering thing that you can do for yourself and everyone around you. And that's why she and I are here to share our stories, spread our awareness and, and give tools to you. Like she was saying that medium did for her. She gave her the tools, right? And Sam had a choice whether or not to use those tools or not. But she was at a point in her life where nothing was working. So why the F not, right? Like, I'm going to I'm gonna do it. I'm going to use these tools. And um, I'm grateful for having her in my life because she also taught me those tools. I remember her saying shadow work. And I was like, what's that? And now here I am four years later. And that's pretty much what I do every day. So rock and roll. <laughs> Amen, Love you, Sam, sister. for teaching. <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> that's the human journey. You made so many yep. good points, like trust, fear versus love, the darkness within and external darkness. And there's so much misconception around what light and dark are. And it's interesting because our thoughts and our beliefs really determine who we think we are and who we believe we are. 
And like Maria touched upon, we, we, and I did too, but we both got to a point where like, there has to be more to life than with her, her physical pains and, you know, working with, with people while she felt like a phony in the sense of she still, she loved taking care of people just like I did, but a part of you feels like you're dying. And that's that phony concept. And when we allow ourselves to really just pause and breathe and connect to what we're feeling in the now moment, all of the answers come. And as nurses, you are not, it's like, you don't have time to pause. You just go, 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 go. And because that's the thought and the belief of being a good nurse, you just go. And the more we keep going, the less we are being and and living and experiencing. And we are taught that, you know, this resilience, right? In the healthcare field, like you just keep going, you just push past how you're feeling, you show up, you do this, you do that. But that's not healing anybody because all you're doing is going into the rooms and the doctors are, everyone is, um, and saying like, are you sick today? Are you this? How are you feeling? And it's constant um, words of quote unquote illness. And that's not to, you know, be rude or like talk shit about anybody. That's what we're taught. And one of the things I feel like I did differently as a nurse was go in there and try and make them laugh first to build their rapport, to build their trust in me. I would try and make them feel comfortable, like I mentioned earlier. And that helped me see where I was not uncomfortable within myself, but I had to take those moments to pause because I had this belief that if I didn't show up and make every single patient happy, that I couldn't quote unquote save them. We can't save anybody at all. Like um, we can only save ourselves, but in order to to save ourselves, we have to pause and be like, what is this world? And to really not judge ourselves when we're not feeling happy and to know that it's okay to sit there and be like, dude, is this life? Like, is, is this really like, am I supposed to have these pains? Like Maria, you know, young age, I was, I had all these ulcers too. And like, I was diagnosed with diverticulosis and like all these things. And even my family was like, oh, well that bad belly runs in the family. And I was like, Yeah, I just don't believe that Like, because it happened when I was literally disregarding my emotions and believing that I was supposed to act a certain way, which didn't resonate with me. And it wasn't until I began to pause and be like, how do I feel? Oh, I feel like shit. Oh, I am not happy. Okay. And that's when it's like you become curious and you trust in that curiosity And it takes a lot to push past the fear, like Maria was saying, to trust in the curiosity. And when I joined the um, trauma coaching, it was because I, I realized I had this fear around money, like I mentioned earlier, but I also knew that I would need to trust in myself when the majority of the people in my external environment, in my reality, did not believe in what I was doing. <laughs> did not believe in me pursuing a, a career based on energy, right? Based on love, and was like you're throwing away your life. You're 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 naive. You're you're like you're stupid, and you know just putting these thoughts into my head that made me also still question who I was. And I was like, no, I'm gonna trust in the feeling that I've been feeling the last few years when I've learned to connect to spirit, when I've learned the difference between a Bible and religion and like love and source energy. And the connection that Maria and I have that she was talking about earlier, it's like, there's no jealousy in our relationship. We can give each other shit and love at the same time, but it's cause it's, it's literally like love and it's compassion. And um. I was realizing, like she had said with her job, I was no longer happy going to work. I I could not show up anymore for anybody because I wasn't showing up for myself. And the more I started to show up for myself, the more I, I knew what was what made me happy. And that was 
doing my business, doing readings, really getting to the root causes of people's pain, illness, emotion, struggle, suffering, and helping them unpack it without giving them a pill. There's nothing wrong with medicine. It's just like the energy behind the medicine and, you know, the thought process really. And when, when I've learned to believe in the love within me and the connection to source to heal my shit, my world changed. And I was able to then push past my fear when losing my job and being like, all right, here we go. I can do this. I can do this. And it was the belief that I could do it that kept me going. Rather, And I had fear. Don't get me wrong. Every time I go to do something like today during this podcast, I had what, what, you know, the belly, the belly nerves. Okay. I was like, I can't do this. Mm -mm." And it was my fear, my throat, my voice changed. You can ask Maria. (laughs) And I was like, that's fear. We both recognize that's fear because a lot of, one of the greatest things Maria and I have learned is that we've always had this feeling of unworthiness to be heard, to be seen and to be fully loved. And as nurses, you're in the service of loving and taking care of others. And once we shifted the belief, if we're worthy of taking care of others, we're worthy of taking care of ourselves. But we have to trust that. And when you trust that, you can, you really become limitless because you're trusting that there's more than the external environment that is fear, like Maria mentioned. And So there's so many, there's just so much we are excited to talk to everyone about and just share because we are all meant to, in a quote, in a sense, suffer, but it's really just learning who we are, right? By what's happening around us and knowing that we're being set up to be on the highest path for ourselves. If we trust in pushing past our fears, taking courageous, imperfect actions, And that's something Maria and I really, really good at with each other. We'll text each other before like a fair or something. And we're like, when you show up, spirit shows up. You got this. And it's like, (laughs) I'm going to push past my human conditioned belief that I am not good enough. And I'm going to show up. And every time we showed up, (laughs) the universe showed up. The clients came. There was tears of joy, tears of wisdom, and like this new – this new feeling of freedom. And I feel like in this last last year, because I left my job Thanksgiving of 2021, um, I've I know what freedom feels like. And it's it's a miracle within itself because I'm no longer being held down by fears, but I'm aware when my fears pop up. And I'm I'm allowing myself to look at them rather than judge them and judge me. Because a lot of our fears are not our actual fears. It is what we are conditioned from, from birth, by the people that we grow up around, from other lives. Um, Yes, we do past life readings. So (laughs) a lot of our parallel lives, whatever you want to look at. um, Energy from other lives and energy from people in our external environment affect our beliefs and our thoughts about ourselves, which then if we allow those, if we give those enough power, it causes pain and illness in our body. So a lot of this podcast is going to be about the empowerment aspect of if you just take one tool that someone gives you that resonates or you're curious about and you dive into that tool, you can feel freedom appearing in your body and in your external environment, but it takes work it takes trust and it does not happen overnight. And I feel like Maria and I's quote unquote awakening, self-remembering journey did happen very, very quickly because we allowed ourselves to step into our fears and take everything that someone told us and be curious about it. And if you don't take those, those courageous actions, or if you allow the external environment to decide who you are and how you should feel, then you're resisting your, your truth and you're resisting the fact and not believing that you are worthy to live a life that is love. And it's hard. It's really freaking hard, but it's really, really beautiful because I'm no longer living in fear. I'm living in like, 
this airy realm of peace. Does that make sense, mm-hmm. Maria? Oh, God, yeah. Like, <laughs> nailed it. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. You you as well touched upon so many prevalent points. And I think, too, when you, you mentioned suffering, right, it's like we all suffer, right? We all go through suffering. And a lot of it, as weird as it is, it's, it's unconscious. It's when we surrender to the suffering. And when I use the word surrender, it doesn't mean we become a victim, quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's we surrender to what is coming up in our now reality. So for me, I had to surrender to the fact that my, my mind and my body were so diseased, right? I had to stop pretending like everything was going to be okay. Like every, like I had accepted all of these illnesses they told me I had, right? I had to surrender to what was showing up. And what was showing up was that I was sick and I was sad and I was angry. And I had to get really real with myself, which is why this, this work is hard. Um, because it's not to say that we're bad people, but we lie to ourselves because it's how we've been programmed, conditioned, brainwashed, whatever word you want to use. It's literally how we've been taught to be in this world. Lie about your feelings. Nobody wants to hear about your feelings. And if your feelings are negative, nobody really wants to hear about it. So shove those down and just put on a happy face, right? Fake it till you make it was a phrase that was used a lot in my childhood upbringing. And I hate that phrase um, <laughs> because I I understand the intention behind it, where it was coming from, right? It wasn't meant to be a disempowering belief. But as I, as I even say those words now and hear that, um, it's so disempowering because I, I adopted that. I actually adopted that narrative my whole life because I heard it from such a young age. Oh, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Well, the problem with that is, is we fake it for so long and so well to ourselves that we believed we have made it when in the irony is that we haven't made anything like we've just won an Academy Award for being a great actor. Right. Like (laughs) and so it's kind of like, yeah, don't fake it till you make it, people like be real. And that's really what this podcast, the intention is. It's about Sam and I showing up as real as possible um, in all of our beautiful imperfections, um, because that's really what embracing this human journey is about and, and the healing journey too, right? It's being real about it. Like she said, it's not easy. It is not a linear process. Like we are taught in school, you cannot just take a pill and everything goes away. Like we're all about getting to the root cause. Like that is truly what branches of vibrational healing is all about getting to the root cause of, of our imbalances, of why we feel so disconnected. And that's really what we're here to show up and do for humanity. The more we wake ourselves up individually, the more we can wake up other people. And it's not in a, we have to shake people into an awakening. It's spreading awareness and also inspiring people that they have, everybody has these innate healing capabilities. We're nature, right? Nature heals itself and we Mm -hmm. are nature. And It's ironic that, you know, in the system, they talk about internal medicine. Guess what, people? (laughs) The medicine is internal and it's Mm -hmm. that love that Sam was talking about. That is the medicine that heals. That is the medicine that empowers, that frees us. She used the word freedom. And I don't know if I used that when I said I left my job, but yeah, I've never felt more free. And, you know, again, we've been taught freedom is something that is given to us from these external systems, and it's not. We have to free ourselves. And in order to do that, we have to break out of those fears, those limiting beliefs, those conditioned ways of showing up. So, yeah, that's really what our podcast is is here to do for people. Um, we are going to interview some really, some really uh, cool people, too. So they can also share their perspectives, their their awakenings, what they're here to offer to the world. Um, so yeah, we're pumped. We're pumped to finally share our voices and more more than anything, recognize that we're worthy of sharing our voices with you. Bing bang boom. Yes. We are definitely worthy. And I have so much I want to share, but I don't even know what to say right now, but I'm so excited. Um something I do want to touch upon real quick is when Maria 
came up to me that day um, after the meditation. What had happened in the meditation was we were brought on this really long, medi- like obviously meditation, but on this journey where we were going around the world. And I was, I was like, I, I can't be, I'm making this up. Like everything I'm experiencing this meditation, I'm making up. And then when the teacher had a share, Maria shared before I did, and she literally was experiencing the same stuff I was. And I was like, whoa. And I like looked at her and I was like, oh, so that's, it was really cool. And so when, when we, we talked about it, so we went off of that because we realized we've had many quote unquote other lives together, but also we are here to share something together with the world. And that's kept us going this whole time. Um, and when I said to her, you're going to be my business partner, I know, I saw it. She's like, what? And I was like, it's you. And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> and, but it was the energy of love bouncing off of each other that has kept us going and empowering us. And we hope if you take anything from this show, it is to not judge yourselves. It's not to um, feel like you're not worthy, but to sit with yourself and just pause and be like, am I happy or am I not? And if you're not happy, be curious about why you're not happy and allow the universe to bring you support, just like it brought me and Maria together because we were curious about seeing what was more to life and to living and remembering who we are. So. Amen. Aho. And so it is. Yes, people, <laughs> love yourselves because that's really what this journey is all about. It's it's learning to love ourselves because that is where the internal medicine is it's in the love. So we will be talking a lot more about this whole love fear paradigm that we've got on the earth plane here. Cause that is the duality that we live in. It's the love fear consciousnesses. So we are here to share our perspectives on that, how spirit has kind of shown us those two energies and how we've learned to work with both of them as the very powerful tools that they are. So we're excited to share those tools with all of you. And we love that you are here to share your energy with us as well. Yes. So continue being limitless, beautiful beings. And we will see you on the other side. Yes, we will. Till next time. We appreciate you so much for listening to today's episode of Shamanic Soul Sistars. We hope you continue to tune in weekly. We trust that you receive what was most needed for your highest and best with today's episode. Remember, you are limitless and to pause each day to take a couple of moments for you. You are worthy and wonderful just the way you are. Thank you again and see you on the other side.